making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And in Campus Crusade world, we talk about spiritual multiplication when we say you're an ambassador. Because when you think about the U.S. ambassador to uh, China, they probably aren't like, ah, crazy Chinese people. You know, the dude, I'm sure he speaks Chinese. He's very, knows everything about their geography, knows everything about their economy. He's an expert on them. So for us to be an ambassador means that we are kind of sent. So when I came to Christ in college and I I had heard this idea of spiritual multiplication. Paul says in 2 Timothy, In the things you've heard me say, in the presence of many witnesses, and trust to reliable men, we're also qualified to teach others. Hey, Chip, you junior in college, you should lead a Bible study or a target area. Okay. I lead this dorm. Uh, ten guys start coming, and three of them came to Christ with me. And it was like, wow. Oh, that's, that was fun. So then halfway through that school year, I sensed Jesus kind of, this is, this is going to be your gig. You know, I get used to these dorms, these settings. These are, this is your occupation. Uh, it wasn't a voice, audible, or anything like that. But it was scary because I graduated with school loans. So when I graduated, I got a job. I did well in the job, and they brought me here to Milwaukee, where I lived for three years and some change to pay off my school loans, uh, about twenty-five grand. It was cheaper when I went. Uh, so once I paid those loans off, uh, that was the plan from the beginning. I came on staff with Campus Crusade. And so Milwaukee is very much like home to me because the connections that I had, I mean, good grief, dude. First meeting Mark Vall, I'm the only believer in my family. So A, being a Christian, really crazy. B, being a missionary, not a traditional, let's say, pastor, even crazier. C, a missionary to college students in the U.S. It was like, what are you doing? So on my side of the family, Thanksgivings and Christmases are just really awkward. (laughs) And maybe you're like that too. Maybe some of you don't come from a family where Jesus is necessarily honored or revered. So it was really crazy for me. So the mere fact that when I show up here and I realize I'm a missionary, but it's like Chip talks about his ministry. I'm, I'm the same idiot that I was as a junior in college when I saw Jesus use me in students' lives. And I just continue to do it. So I keep saying I'm like the Brett Favre of Campus Crusade in this sense. I, uh, I still have it in the tank, i.e., my phone still rings, and I get the late-night texts. Uh, my girlfriend broke up with me. I'm so scared. I struggle with, you know, whatever different things at 1 in the morning. And once I stop that, I mean, I'll, I'll do something different. But until then, Jesus just has continued to do this. So that's kind of fast backward. Fast forward, we, uh, we moved to Miami, where my father's side is actually from. So that's what's crazy about me. Some people, it's like, where are you from? I'm from Oosburg. Always have been. Never changed. Okay, great. Uh, I'm from a bunch of places. I'm, my mother's side is all from Iowa, and my dad's side is all from South Florida, from Miami. And has anyone, by show of hands, been to Miami? Nice. Cruises? Going on a cruise? Okay. Because um, 9% of the population in Miami looks like I do, i.e. Anglo. Uh, so it's changed a lot since my dad's side has been there. And they had all died. Uh, Most of my family down there had died prematurely. Uh, Alcoholism, suicide, drugs, etc. So Lisa said, let's see if Jesus could redeem where your dad's side is from. That was really the compelling thing for me. So when we moved down there, it was with the intent to be there for the long haul. It really was. It was like I was working at the University of Miami, and the students always make me do the go canes thing because they're that way, college students. And in case it gets recorded and they go find it on the internet. So we moved down there two years ago. 
And in that whole process, that's when a, a very dear friend of ours, uh, his mother came down with leukemia, and she actually died December 23rd, 2011. And that roughly right around that time is also the time that Lisa's mother came down with a blood disorder. And we had another person who was like a family member who had breast cancer within probably about a three-month window. That was enough for us to say, okay, Miami's not a long-haul move. We've got to get back. We'll get back to the Midwest. And so we moved back uh, in June, uh, late May in June. And Miami, if you've been there, um, is a different city than Port Washington is, ironically. Not just because of the ethnic diversity. Um, it's like New York with palm trees. People don't go to New York to make friends. It's, um, they go there to go on a cruise, go to the beach. They have layovers before they go to Guatemala to adopt a child, stuff like that. Uh, and are drugs everywhere? Yeah, that's pretty common. Um, and nuclear normal families really are rare. Um, I forgot when we drove up, when I moved up north, I'm like, Christian bookstores, that's so cute. I forgot we have those because I just hadn't seen it at all. And I hear country music. You were even playing country before people walked in. I'm like, all right, we're into that here because it's not, that's not what the city of Miami likes. So we closed on our house in Miami or in Milwaukee. Uh, we were able to buy a house, insert 45-minute long, oh my gosh, Jesus, I can't believe you came through for us like that story. We closed on the house in the realtor's office, came straight to our home, and within probably 20 minutes, we had six families coming around to, you know, come out and say hi and welcome. I, I was in the full Miami brain. I was like, okay, I'm going to sweep that guy's legs. I can probably snap his neck, and I'll probably... <laughs> Oh, oh, you're handing me a casserole. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the Midwest again. Because in Miami, when you move in, you've got about 12 to 24 hours to get ADT set up. Otherwise, you used to have TVs. <laughs> or you used to have an Xbox. It's just going to be gone. People will just rip it off. So when I hear people talk about things like traffic and crime, I'm like, I'm kind of the jaded one. Like, really? Shut up. And if you're from a family that doesn't say shut up, I'm sorry for people like that have to be mindful. Lisa always tells me, don't talk like a student. So if I sound like a student, slap me. So the reason I put my phone number up there, um, I've been doing this a long time. And I forget when, that when we move up here, that my life is like this big Verizon commercial. <laughs> we were crazy connected all over. The, I, I'll see someone and they'll be like, oh, Brandon, how do you know Brandon? I'm like, oh, I have a headache. Here's the flow chart I just do. Shut up. I know him. Because we know so many students after being at UW-Madison for six years, then Point for two, Brazil for two, and I speak at different fall retreats with different campuses, so we just know a ton of different students. But I did want to show you pictures, because who, who, anybody have a college kid or about to be in college? Yay! Stressful. It's exhausting, I know. And you look at me like, please fix them. Get them a job. Get them a career. I know. It's always scary. But I want, um, I'm by no means an expert, but I get college students. I get their species. I get itchy because it's the fall. Everybody's going to Target and Walmart. You got to get the dorm stuff. Oh, no. And if I weren't on staff with Campus Crusade for Christ, I think I would just crawl out of my skin the month of August because I'm like, they're moving in. They're going to get drunk. They're going to do this. Because who the decisions that students make during those four or 15 years of their life, if they're really slow, they really do shape who they are. And so what we did in Miami, just to give you a snapshot, um, I wanted to show some, some cute vids that we have. They have what's called Cane's Fest. Um, 
I can't describe how different and non-religious, because Miami's the least church city in the nation, so we have this thing called Cain's Fest, where we bring uh, Bibles to give away, Jesus Without Religion, different books and resources that we have that are college-friendly, and it's a madhouse circus. So I, I wanted to share with you just this brief video about um, kind of what we saw Jesus do, because... Um, I, I don't, again, I'm not a big deal. I'm still the same idiot that was a junior in college and was like, wow, okay, guys are coming to Christ. I guess this will be my job, and somehow I'll get money for it. So we did well enough where we saw some cool things that we, the national headquarters of Campus Crusade was like, wow, that's amazing. Let's make a video of you. Okay, great. So here's the first video. So just, that's a little like, oh, what's it look like? There were 7,000 students that come through here to get free stuff. And we ask every one of them, what do you think about God? And we have these little surveys that we do. Uh, I love thinking about this. My wife uh, filled out one of those surveys when she was a college student at the University of Northern Iowa. Somebody had the courage to stop by and talk to my wife so that she would come to Christ. We, when, we, when, we, when I heard Ambassadors for Christ, I was like, okay, this doesn't mean I get a day off or I only do this occupationally with college students. Ambassador for Christ means in my neighborhoods, at the grocery store, anywhere I go. <laughs> I'm either a good ambassador or a bad one. And nine times out of ten, I am a bad one, even though I occupationally share my faith. So that's what we do. We survey all these students. And there's a second video, the FSK video, if you want to show that. And they're going to ask you for money because it's what they do. It's called the Freshman Survival Kit, so you don't have to give money. This In just a few weeks, yeah. thousands of students will find themselves for the very first time on a college or university campus. And as you can imagine, so many of those students won't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And even for those that do, the challenges that they will face, the pressures that will come upon them, will challenge them to the deepest core in their faith. That's one of the reasons we're so excited about our freshman survival kits. These kits are designed to help students experience all that God has for them. On those early days on campus, students are making decisions that will literally set the course for their entire college career, and for many, even for the rest of their lives. Being exposed to the gifts that we offer students in the Freshman Survival Kits helps set them on a trajectory that will allow them to know God and make an impact for Him all the days of their lives. My name is Sarah Kunze, and I've been here at the University of Miami with Campus Crusade for Christ since 2009. Over the past two years, we've had about 20 students that have been involved in our weekly meetings, but this year, God had bigger things in mind. Each year, thousands of new University of Miami students descend on the Bank United Center for an event known as Canes Fest. Over 7,000 students pass through Canes Fest with hundreds of groups and clubs vying for their attention. We saw this as a unique opportunity to reach these students. FSKs consist of a laundry bag, which are a huge hit for the students. Inside of them, there's an invite to our weekly meeting 
And there's also a flyer leading into our evangelistic website, everystudent.com. Most importantly, we distributed Knowing God Personally booklets to introduce people to Jesus. In the past, we've also used books like Josh McDowell to grab students' attention. In two hours, we met new students from more than 25 countries. We really have a chance to influence the future leaders from countries around the world. God is so faithful, and through the FSK distribution at Canes Fest, we saw our involvement grow this school year from 20 to 94. We only had about 10 freshmen involved regularly last year, and this year, 50. The motto here at our university is Magna es Veritas, which means, great is the truth. Together, we can tell the students here at the University of Miami about the ultimate truth, Jesus Christ. Wow, can you imagine? Okay, 20 you students to 94. You can cut it. He's got his So we did see the number of students grow. And I wanted to tell you who are some of those students, because I'm still very much in touch with those kids. Trust me, I Skype them until 1 in the morning. Um, one student right here is a girl named Jessica. She came up here. That's at the Wisconsin State Fair. She was born and raised in South Florida, and uh, just like most of your normal lives, no, I'm being sarcastic, her parents died in murder-suicide when she was a baby. Uh, she was raised by aunt and uncle. Uh, her, when her, her parents died, it was her five-year-old sister who found the bodies and went next door to Grandma's house to tell them, just like I never experienced good grief. So then she was raised by her aunt and uncle, and then her aunt mom died before college. Jessica... Normal for us is this. Students come in and out of our lives and our house constantly, and we become like these parents. That's why I say I'm like the Brett Favre of, you know, college students. So Jessica would come to our house and not just babysit, stay with us, stay the weekend. Um, she's almost a Martinson, <laughs> and it's an awesome thing. She came to know Christ before, right before she got to the U of M, and she got involved with us, uh, and she is now one of the 10 students that give leadership to what's happening on campus. Uh, so it's an incredible thing just to see what, um, what she did. So Andrew is a kid who came in as a Christian. He came to college, and he uh, had never, this idea of like sharing your faith with your peers was so foreign to him. He was like, no, that's ridiculous. His freshman year, or sophomore year when we moved down. So I challenged him based on Philemon 6 where it says, Paul writes, I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you may have a more full understanding of what we have in Christ. He doesn't say, I pray that you go share your faith with your neighbors so that they'd come to Christ. But I know for me, every time I share, when I talk about Jesus with people that don't know him, I'm just reminded, <laughs> even as I say this in front of Freedoms, I'm like, it's stunning. That's why I was bawling during worship. It's like, I just am so grateful that Jesus bothers to forgive an idiot like me. It's incredible. So Andrew uh, learns to share his faith with me, learns, gets pretty courageous. Hey, Chip, I want to lead a small group on campus. Okay, well, we got to go find students. How are we going to do that? Through the Canes Fest, through all kinds of different things that we will do in Milwaukee as much as we did down there. Uh, we met a kid. Next picture. Dan. Dan is on the right. I always get choked up thinking about Dan. He's such a sweet kid. A Hawaiian kid uh, from Hawaii. Uh, of course, and because kids that come to the University of Miami, uh, it's pretty cheap. It's only 52 grand a year just to go to the U of M, so I'm sure we could all write checks for that today, whatever. Dan uh, did filled out a survey at Keynes Fest. I met with him, and he really had a, such a sweet spirit, really not a loud kid, pretty calm. Andrew and I stopped by Dan's dorm, 
and we connected with him, connected with him again the next week, and the week after that, he comes to know Jesus, and it's incredible, because Dan is now, that was two years ago, Dan is one of our student leaders, (laughs) and he's dating Lynn, this is his first time dating a girl who knows Jesus, so that's part of the reason that I get phone calls like, what do you do, what do you do, Uh, you'll screw it up, it's okay. So it's really fun just to walk, with, uh, walk through life with Dan. And so hopefully that will translate into free housing in Hawaii sometime. Go ahead. Okay, what, uh, the University of Miami is such a Latin. There's a heavy Latin population. I forget this in Milwaukee, that we're the most segregated city in the U.S. Because if you are black, by and large, you live kind of right here in Milwaukee. If you're Latin, you live on, you know, national. There's like almost territories. Not at all true in in Miami. Francisco was a commuter and lived maybe six blocks from us. And we had to live to even afford where we're at quite a ways away from campus. So he's a commuter. Uh, He had been friends with a student who was involved. Uh, He had all kinds of spiritual questions. And I happened to meet him. And he's just this really quiet guy. Okay, Lizzie is probably this tall. And I bet Francisco is like that tall. So he's just a little peanut. Only Spanish at home. Uh, We had a conversation. We went through the Knowing God Personally booklet, and Francisco came to Christ with me, sitting at the Starbucks on campus. His life was radically changed. Uh, Confessed. uh, He came to a men's time that weekend and confessed stuff that uh, he had never confessed to anyone. And it's just so fun to think of him. He's a med student this fall. Uh, Genius kid, total genius. But mom is Cuban. Uh, Dad is from El Salvador. And it's very common in Latin culture. You're not smiling. That's why you're getting the kind of the stone-cold hard face, because that's just what they do. So Francisco was uh, one of about, I think, nine students at the U of M who came to know Christ with us, because that's our goal. Our Campus Crusade's mantra has always been uh, to turn lost students, not law, but lost students into Christ-centered labors, that students would walk with Jesus for a lifetime. And what's weird for me now is Milwaukee and the state of Wisconsin is littered with kids from our world, either at Madison or Point, who are walking with Jesus, and they're raising kids, and they're trying to influence people on their jobs. It's so fun. It's just, so for me to hear myself as a, a missionary of a church or their ministry, I'm like, again, same idiot, junior in college, you should share your faith and lead a small group. All right. And here I am 20, 17 years later, like, wow. <laughs> I mean, things that are, that are just so beyond me, so I can't uh, even begin to take credit for them or assume like, oh, it's just because I'm cool or funny or loud. No, I'm the same idiot. But for whatever reason, God chooses to use me in the lives of the 18 to 22 posse. Okay, well, I need to look at my phone. You can text me if you're like, what? What are we doing? Because I did just get a text from one of y'all. Um, no, it's from Dan Benson. But if you do have questions, please text me if you're like, hey, what's going on? How do you, how do, you do this? Help me figure out my, my student. Um, because the, uh, the last video I wanted to show you was a lot of times what we'll do on campus, um, we, wanna, we really want every student to know someone who truly follows Jesus. And for me, that's the reason that I get itchy <laughs> and crawl out of my skin in the month of August because college students... Uh, oh, I was raised in a nice Christian home and I was homeschooled. A lot of that doesn't play in college because I was just told if you have two children, which I do, you have 50% chance that somebody is going to check their faith by, by the time they hit graduation. Oh, great. So even me as a missionary, I'm not, uh-oh, I don't have a golden ticket. Bummer. And I, I see why because it's like just some of the stuff that happens. 
um, on, on campuses, and Miami is no exception. In fact, I, I've been at Madison, and Madison has a rep of being a party school. I feel like Madison is the kid brother or the redheaded stepchild of the University of Miami. Because what I saw down there would be like, oh, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, you tried meth? Well, that's fun. Great. So you left our weekly meeting and then, that's cool. That's great. I'm so glad you made that decision, you moron. Ah. But these things can be exhausting when you, to walk through this stuff with students. Um, what campuses will I be working at here? Uh, I will be the uh, campus director at, the, at UWM. I also will be working at MSOE, because I like engine nerds. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but I need to, I'm not a video game guy, because I have little kids, so I don't, we don't play video games, and engineering students are like, video games, and I, I gotta get on board with that stuff. So UWM, MSOE, um, a little bit at UW Parkside in Kenosha, um, and two others that escape me. Yeah, my, I, I'll go to them, trust me. And we actually have a presence at um, UW-Washington County, which is fun. Why is the event called Canes Fest? Because they're the hurricanes. It's the University of Miami hurricanes, kind of like Isaac who's blowing around down there. <laughs> it's the hurricanes. So the crazy thing is, is all the students were texting me like, they don't have classes Monday, so what does that mean people do? When there's storms like this, it's just um, a more of a reason to get drunk and experiment with fun different drugs. And so that's more common what they do. You know, they'll go to the beach in the storms and get smashed there. Yay! Crazy students. Um, so one of, the, one of the things that we do, I feel like it's one of the best things that crew has going for us, uh, is we have a guy named Jim Monroe. Jim is an actual leukemia survivor who's 35, grew up um, kind of BFF with Josh Hamilton, if you guys are baseball fans, plays for the Rangers, hits everything, yard, um, or home run, sorry if you're older. Um, Jim does what we would call magic, kind of to the layperson. It's basically illusions. He does this performance show called The Maze. Um, and his story is really incredible. So he'll do a number of different illusions and then share the gospel at the end. It never feels like an awkward bait and switch. And when he comes on campus, he'll do street magic to kind of promote himself, to promote the event. Ah! And I guess we're going to play that video right now. You want me to explain what I just saw? That day will live in infamy. I will remember always what I was doing. Why? Because that's a one-minute video that for some dumb reason our students went to the University of Miami and said, can we show this video at the football game, which is the mothership of much of the partying going on. And I was like, 
oh, wow. I mean, I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, you guys are insane. We're not going to get in the game. And they showed up for two weeks, three different times. And it was amazing because every U of M student goes there. The arrogance, like students at UWM are not arrogant about their college. Students at the U of M are incredibly arrogant about their college (laughs) and the history and the success of the football teams and all that. And so to expose the gospel there was so incredibly tough. So I was like, sure, we'll bring Jim down to do the maze. Sounds great. We'll do it outside so everybody can see it. Uh, Jim was nervous. He's like, oh, that's kind of crazy. What are you doing? Because I've I've always been the guy who is dumb enough (laughs) to think that people who don't know Jesus need to hear about him. And I need to go wherever I'm at to wherever they are to connect with them instead of like, hey, you should come here and ask me about God. So I was like, great, if it takes a magic thing and it takes ads at football games, insane. So the day of the event, all of the administrators were wanting to pull the plug on it because they thought it was crazy. You know, you're not going to see a turnout. Jim shows up and does street magic and does incredible sweet street magic stuff like um, different card tricks that just generate a buzz all over campus. And that night for the outdoor show, we had 950 students show up. Oh my gosh, that, that was insane. We don't see, I mean, it, you just, the University of Miami does not see events like that. Jim does not see, I mean, he's, he draws large crowds wherever he goes, but not at private, one-third Jewish population, I could care about God, universities like the University of Miami. And we saw 11 students. 11 students make a decision that night to follow Christ. It was incredible, totally incredible. So that's part of kind of what I do, which feels really weird because I, I, just like your job, you just do it long enough, you just kind of do it. If you're the mailman, you just deliver mail, you know where it goes. And I'm like, this is what we do. (laughs) We hang out with college students. Uh, We befriend them. We hear their stories. Um, And if if you're not connected to a college student, like you don't have a niece or a son or daughter, you just got to know they are really, really fragile population, <laughs> more, much more so than when I was a college student. Um, and I was a mess when I was a college student. But I'm, I'm stunned by the, uh, hi, I'm Jimmy the freshman and I'm bipolar. Hi, I'm the so-and-so and I have suicidal thoughts. Hi, I have same-sex attraction. This, the kind of stuff that I hear day in, day out, it's, it really is exhausting. And, but it reminds me of the reality that, I need Jesus just as much today as the first day that I said, yes, I'll follow you because you forgive my sins. That's incredible. But in Philippians, Paul says, um, he talks about how many live as enemies of, of Jesus. And he, he speaks to, um, sorry for being scattered. It's part of being a student. Um... Many live, uh, for as I've often told you, and now say again even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Destruction, stomach, shame. (laughs) When I think about that, it's like, I'm really mindful that there are people that will show up at UWM and whatever, insert campus here that I will work at, (laughs) that have no idea about Jesus, and they don't even think he exists. And I want to hang out with them and be their friend and talk about Jesus with them and find out their spiritual background. It's really, it's crazy what we do. It's fun. It's a blast. <laughs> it's expensive. <laughs> I'm glad to be away from Miami because, you know, it's, um, um, the students there are even incredibly rich. I met one of the princes of Kuwait. Of course I did. He was just living in a dorm room. It was like, oh, that makes sense. 
So if he comes to Christ, I get a head cut off. You know, it'd be fun. Anyway, so that's some of what I do. And thank you for being a part of my life. Because, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a professional Christian. I'm not a, oh, I'm here, so you're there. I just love college students. And I love hanging out with them. And they bring me to life. And I love seeing how God can use me and us in their lives. What's fun for me is Lizzie is six. She's just starting to get that not only college students need Jesus too, which is fun. But she does talk. I I need to stop talking to her like a student. Hey, there we are. That's her new house in Tosa. And those are our kids. Uh, But we were connecting with a family that supports us. And Lizzie said to the father, hey, dude, can I rock some apple juice? And I was like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, excuse me, sir, might I please? It was like, crap. But that's the reality. So I did leave, a, I think, like one or two minutes if uh, people want to text or just shout out questions. Hey, what's it like on campuses or what's your story? So awkward silence while you think about a question for me. I do. Do I speak Spanish? Yes. I did when I was a kid because I lived in Miami from four to six before my parents divorced. I speak Spanish, Portuguese because we lived in Brazil. Yep. And you have to, because I forgot in the Midwest, it's like, me amo, chip, and that's kind of the extent of our Spanish. So in Miami, in Miami, probably 40% of my day was in Spanish. It's just common. Hey. You said six colleges, are they all in the Milwaukee area? Yeah. Yeah. It's where I will be working. That was when we lived in Stevens Point. So we're still very connected there because... This is where Chip's flowchart shows up. I disciple a kid named Ryan Nadel when he's in college there. Ryan comes on staff with Campus Crusade, and now he's the director. So are we involved? Yeah, he'll call me with questions from time to time, but we're not living there. We live, it'll be basically only campuses within the four-county area. Yeah. yeah. Hi. Oh, yeah. When, yeah, you You do, but I feel like that describes uh, half of the students, you know, that are at Rock Bot. Even, even I went to youth group and I love Jesus and parents homeschooled or whatever, however conservative of Jesus stuff they had, they still are jacked up. And so you'll still hear them kind of create drama where there is none even. You know, it's really tough. So, I mean, it's fun to be with them. Sometimes they're willing to say, gosh, I'm really needy. But I forget how um, the kind of the, the profile or stereotype of men in Wisconsin. Uh, you cry at Packer losses and Super Bowls. You're stoic. Uh, you're not talking much. You're certainly not sharing feelings. And I forget that 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 is unfortunately very true in many places. Um, and so you see that those things show up. That's, what, that's part of the reason that I think we see uh, I struggle with same-sex attraction. I struggle with I don't know who I am. I'm identity crisis. That plus students are always online. <laughs> Pretty soon we won't say online, offline. We'll just say, you know, it'll be part of our vernacular. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really clunky because you know if you've got um, 
somebody who's whatever, 24 and younger, they're texting all the time. <laughs> like, so during the month of August and September, I'll send as many texts as a student because if you meet a kid like, uh, oh, hey, Brandon, whatever, passive aggressive, maybe I should hang out and be your friend because that's the game they play. <laughs> and then it's like, all right, Brandon, give me your cell phone number because they're more comfortable with screens. <laughs> I mean, that's just a fact of the matter. So we find it really challenging even to have student leaders uh, go, go face-to-face. Uh, it's, yeah. Part of what we do is just teaching interpersonal social skills, <laughs> if we're going to be honest about it. And at MSOE, I'm sure that will be just constant. Like, you have a roommate. He's right there. No way. Hey, you guys could. Hey. Because they're all engineers. Not all, but yeah. Maybe one more question? Hi. I do see students spiritually hungry. Um, yeah, I, I, would, I would love to see that. <laughs> um, it, I, I don't know. Sometimes it ebbs and flows. It just feels like there's different levels of spiritual interest. Uh, in Miami, we would have people come down and say things like, I might meet a real non-Christian today. And I'm saying, the University of Miami, they, most of those students aren't even thinking about Jesus until you say, what do you think about Jesus? Well, here... There are some really healthy churches then really kind of godly influences um, that are all over the place. I mean, what I, there's like all the different churches throughout the city. And I forget that because Miami doesn't have any of that. But I hear, I continue to hear, we just had a student leadership retreat Friday and Saturday. Students are very spiritually hungry. And if we can connect them to Jesus, not Jesus, just the idea or the felt board when they were five, but the person who day by day intimately connects with them and can forgive their sins, then I think we would begin to see revival, which would be great. And to see students incorporate Jesus into their major instead of like, oh, Jesus friends, friend friends. It's like, for me, they just merge into one, you know? I don't have like only Christian friends. So, cool. Let me pray for us, uh, and then I'll be done. You can hang out with me afterwards because... And if you find my kids, let me know. <laughs> Jesus, thanks so much uh, for forgiving me. <laughs> forgiving me as a college kid. And now here I stand up as a missionary that for whatever reason you choose to use me um, in the lives of a college population. And I'm really thankful. <laughs> um, I wouldn't even know Freedens if I didn't know you. I wouldn't even consider myself... Uh, a missionary, if it weren't for you. Jesus, I pray that we would care deeply for the people in our communities, whether they're college age or not. I know college students are messed up and they're hurting and they desperately need you, but so that's true of the whole population. (laughs) Places we run that aren't you don't satisfy. So Jesus, would you cause Freedens to be the most friendly and welcoming place in Port Wash? And would we get over ourselves to initiate with neighbors, and try and connect with people and connect them ultimately to you because you are good. (laughs) And I appreciate that, Jesus, a lot. I love you. Amen. Thanks.